Good morning and welcome to the 7 a.m. Overeaters Anonymous, a vision for you big book study. My name is Amy G and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from Maryland. Today is Tuesday, November 3rd, 2020. And today we are reading from the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous and we are on page 14, the second paragraph starting with these were revolutionary and drastic proposals unpacking just that one wonderful paragraph. Today's readers are, and thank you for your service, Team Tuesday, Karen K, Nancy P, Wendy M, Marge E, and our host for the second hour, Maria F, newcomer greeter, Allison L. The reference numbers for Monday, November 2nd, 2020, is 15,000, 7 a.m., 15,689, for the 10 a.m. meeting yesterday, 15,690. So 7 a.m., 15,689. 10 a.m. yesterday, 15,690. OA Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who through shared experience, strength, and hope are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose. OA's fifth edition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 Traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask for Wendy M. to read the 12 steps. Go ahead, Wendy. Good morning. I'm Wendy M., a recovered compulsive overeater in Raleigh, North Carolina. These are the 12 steps. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. 
and 12, having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you for allowing me to do service. Thank you so much, Wendy, for filling in. Greatly appreciate it. I will now ask for Marge E. to read the contributions. Go ahead, Marge. Thank you, Amy. The 12 traditions. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends on OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants they do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous, except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such, ought never be organized, but we we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. And twelve, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you for letting me to do service. Thank you for your service, Amy, and I pass. Thank you so much, Marge. Okay, so how does our meeting work? Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. If you go over, you'll hear me say time. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our absence requirement for moderators is one year, and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. Again, we are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star 1 to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass. Then press star 1 to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speakers should be muted. Today, we resume our study in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We are on page 14 on the second paragraph, reading that one paragraph. And I will ask Karen Kay to get us started. Go ahead, Karen Kay. Good morning. My name is Karen Kay, Recovered Compulsive Eater from Syracuse, New York. Uh, my credit is transfer. 
These were revolutionary and drastic proposals, but the moment I fully accepted them, the effect was electric. There was a sense of victory, followed by such a peace and serenity that I had ever known. There was utter confidence. I felt lifted up as though a great clean wind of a mountaintop blew through and through. God comes to most gradually, but his impact on me was sudden and profound. Which also brings me to page eight, because he, uh, I think he knew what was going to be coming down the pike. Um, I was soon to be, on page eight, I was soon to be catapulted into what I, what I like to call the fourth dimension of existence. I was to know happiness, peace, usefulness, in a way that was incredibly more wonderful as time passes. And um, I haven't really shared this uh, too much to too many people. When I came back to OA and I walked into that Friday night meeting, there was a, um, a shock down my back. And it wasn't a hot flash, guys, okay? It was a real shock, and I knew what it was, uh, the presence of what I call the Holy Spirit. And um, I, it was so profound, and God gave me abstinence from day one. Um, I am so grateful for that. And uh, also, this encouraging, this encouraging woman, she was young. I have her permission. Um, she came up to me after the meeting, and um, 30 shy thing, really cute. And she goes, um, you know, Karen, I know you've been in AA for 30 years. I know you've been in Al-Anon for 30 years. But, you know, your credits don't transfer in OA. And I was mad for about four hours, you know, but it was true that God gave me that gift from the get-go, surrender. And what I had was, you know, the abstinence, but I didn't have the joy. I didn't have um, what I would like, what the, the, all the experiences that I'm having now. So when I got on a vision for you, I found sobriety. And I am so grateful for the people that are in my life that are healthy and supportive and that we're able to share our programs together. And uh, with that all passed, I'm sure there's many people that want to share this morning. And thank you for allowing me to be of service. Thank you so much, Karen Kay, for getting us started. So now we're going to open up the line for sharing. We also ask that if you shared on Friday or Monday, if you could please uh, step back and let others share so we can hear their experience, strength, and hope as well. Nancy P. Audrey, I got you, Audrey. Okay. I think that's Laura true. All right, Laura, I'll get you on there. Okay. So here's what I have. Nancy P., Matt M., Lisa D., Linda D., Ginger C., Christina J., Teresa P., Audrey, you can give me your initial, and Laura J. All right, Nancy P., you're up. Please go ahead. Oh, disregard that. Go ahead. Thank you so much. Yep, thank you so much. This is Nancy P., recovered in West Newton, Massachusetts. Um this is awesome. You know, the, um, the wrecking ball for self-centeredness is surrender for me. And, um, you know, it talks, about, it talks here about the moments I fully accepted them. 
the effect was electric. I can say that um, I've now, since I came into vision and have recovered, <clears throat> excuse me, my um, my perception of my my surrender has changed and gone into stages. When I first came in, you know, yes, I didn't pick up food from that day. You know, the first day I was able to um, stop hurting myself with food from that day. But my surrender wasn't really operational um, until I, you know, just kept my head down and kept working and realized that if it could work for others, it could work for me. Um, but when I did feel like my surrender was rock solid, um, everything really changed. And, you know, I, this, what it says, the sense of victory, I, I don't really like to think of words like victory and success because that, you know, Pride goeth before the fall. You know, the higher you go, the f further you'll fall. I just feel like that's inviting trouble. So, you know, and, and it's less surrendery, if you'll forgive the word. Um, it just seems more um, like I'm in a, an adversarial relationship with my disease. And it's something that's part of me, and I have to accept it. And even accepting, I don't even like that word. I like to just think about what is serenity-inducing. And... Um, that I I have no problem with um, embracing a sense of peace and serenity as I had never known. I have never felt so relaxed um, as I do now, as I have these past three years. That um, there's really I don't I'm not worried. I'm not plotting. I'm not I'm not planning. I'm not lying. I'm not hiding. I'm not sneaking. And, you know, I, I tell my sponsees when I don't do those things, it's like I cleaned out a gigantic purse and all I put back in it were my keys, my wallet and my sunglasses. And, um, you know, for any woman who's ever cleaned out a purse and has felt great about that, I can tell you that the feeling is wonderful. And um, and I never seem to put anything in it other than those things. And, and, and I, I feel utter confidence. And I don't like to think about success because... Um, that too seems like it's me that has had success. I don't, I, I feel relief, profound relief. And this feeling of, you know, everybody knows how I feel about God, but this feeling that of my higher power was not sudden and profound, but to me, or not sudden, but it was gradual yet as profound as, as anything has ever been in my life. And, um, you know, I don't like victory and I don't like, um, I'll wrap up. I don't like accepting, you know, when I think about accepting stuff, it's like thinking about giving my cat medicine, which is a dangerous and time-consuming procedure. And um, so today uh, I'm, I'm profoundly grateful that um, I have relief from compulsive overeating. With that, I'll pass. Thank you so much, Nancy P. Matt M., you're up, followed by Lisa B. Good morning, Amy. Thank you for your service. Good morning, everyone. Matt, I'm compulsive overeater, recovered from New Jersey. I'm very grateful. This program has taught me a lot about myself. I'm very grateful that I found I took the program to heart and uh, I used it. And I'm taking it one day at a time. And um, I um, I worked the program. I worked the steps of my vision sponsor. I'm now working with a different sponsor. And I'm sponsoring. I'm um, abstinent. And I'm abstinent almost two months. And I've given away 97 pounds, and this is a one-day-at-a-time program of my current weight. And it, it, I'm very grateful because this program, it could have very easily been dead of all the different things that the food did to me over the years. Uh, I got up to 660 pounds at one time, and I, I heard someone said she's no longer with us, but I had tombstones in my eyes. 
you know, I was I was looking, I was eating, eating, uh, I was living to eat, not eating to live. And uh, as uh, it says in here, these revolutionary but drastic proposals. I had to give up a lot of my lifelong values and prospects. And uh, I'm very grateful to be sponsoring now, sponsoring a few people. And uh, one of my sponsors is now sponsoring himself. And it's very grateful because I had nothing to do with it. He was willing to do the work. And I was just the guide through the steps. That's all he was. I was just a tool. And uh, I was very grateful because I learned a lot more from him than I believe he learned from me. You know, it, it helps me to teach, keeps me abstinent because, you know, I, I was able to learn for each one of my sponsees. And uh, I learned something new every day. Those phone calls save my butt. They do every day. You know, it keeps, keeps me from, like, going over the edge sometimes. You know, this disease is cunning, baffling, and powerful. You know, it talks to, my, talks to me in my own voice. And it's it really is it's it's this disease it's something else. Um, it teaches me something about myself every day, and um, I'm not, I refuse to let this disease take me down because there's so many people out there. It does take down, and I'm not going to be one of them. I want to help others, and now I'm, I have the ability to do that, and I'm very grateful I have that every day. And every day I live well and am well. And today I wake up with acceptance in my heart, acceptance is the answer to all my problems today. Every day I wake up, I read the front page 417, the big book in the story, Freedom from Bondage. I read the two acceptance paragraphs, acceptance is the answer to all my problems today. And every time I accept, every time I accept where I'm at, I can accept where I'm going. And I'm very grateful to be here today with all of you. And with that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you so much, Matt M., Lisa B., followed by Linda D. Go ahead, Lisa. Thank you so much, Amy, for your service. Thank you for everyone that's here. My name is Lisa B., and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in Greenville, South Carolina, and I do spell my name L-E-S-A. Revolutionary and drastic, and a mentor of mine, a dear fellow, um, has taught me and many people that have heard her, revolutionary, one government overthrowing another. So the government of Lisa, you know, needed to be overthrown and it needed to be drastic. And it says the moment I fully accepted them. And I love that word moment, any moment, any moment I can connect in, you know, I don't need to live on on a wonderful, dramatic experience, a spiritual experience that I had years ago or months ago or weeks ago or even days ago. I don't have to live on that today. I don't want to live on that today. Moment by moment, I need to be plugged into this source. And then, you know, the other thing I wanted to share is it doesn't have to take a long time. It does not have to take a long, drawn-out process. The more I understand and grasp and digest the doctor's opinion and what that definition of doctor's opinion means of abstinence for me, that's going to help me rock it off, you know, much better, stronger through my program. But if I'm fighting it and struggling it and trying to cut corners and saying, well, you know, this is okay. And it's just dragging out the process. But when we fully accept, fully accept, and that's what happened to me. And I love that word confidence. I also love the word peace. Today, my sufficiency comes from a higher power. You know, God perfects that which concerns me. God is my adequacy. I choose to call my higher power God. And I, I don't have an adequacy on my own. I'm not adequate on my own. I don't have confidence on my own. It's often just puffed up and prideful, you know, based on fear. But when I'm really plugged into my higher power, I find the things that come out of my mouth can be so useful, but I won't know that it's useful. I may never know that it's useful, but if I just ask my higher power to speak through me, and the confidence also comes through moment by moment, staying plugged in and working with 
people will say to me, how do you know this stuff? It's stuff that I've heard from others. It's from taking fellows consistently and repeatedly through the big book and working with others and letting them take me through the big book. And then the other thing I wanted to say is peace. I always wanted to have peace. You know, when there is peace, there's a whole change, a vibrational change around me. And I get peace by willing to sit in quiet. But I can't sit in quiet until I'm recovered because that thing is going on in my head. I was going to say that mouse, but that raccoon, you know, is digging around in my head. I need to have peace and quiet. But until I get through the steps, it's really going to be hard to have that peace and quiet. With that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you so much, Lisa B. Okay, Linda D, followed by Ginger C. Linda, go ahead. Hi, everybody. It's Linda D. Can you hear me? I can. Please go ahead. Good morning, everybody. Morning, Amy. Thank you for being there. You're a source of comfort. Um, you all are. Everyone is. Um, I live in Connecticut, and I'm uh, I'm recovered. That's amazing to me. Yesterday we talked about um, the destruction of self-centeredness, and I know that when I was new at this, and I've been here a while, um, I'm recovered a while. Um, when I was new, something like that really scared me because it sounded like I was going to be, whatever little bit of me was left was going to be destroyed and turned into some kind of a martyr for toward other people, you know, just sacrificing everything and saving lives. And it scared the hell out of me. Now I know better what that means. It doesn't mean any of that. To me, it means from experience, it means um, the death, the dismantling inch by inch through the steps, through getting the help of all of you, the dismantling of who I am not. I am not um, in charge. I'm not an arrogant bitch. I'm not anything awful that I thought. I've had those moments, and they've been transformed through the use of these steps, through the reliance, not use, th- through the reliance on these steps. And from finding a higher power, which was a tall order because I was an atheist, I wasn't going to admit that, but that's what I was. And God had to show up. Now, I don't always use that word, but I call God the divine. But I use the God word because it's the common catch word for what we're doing. What I'm doing is plugging into love. I'm leaving fear behind. I'm leaving the idea that I really know what life's about. I don't. And what life is about I know a little is about love and I'm being taught that every single day if I will only pause and listen inside I was facing in the wrong direction I need to be listening inside because underneath the voice of the disease is the voice of my core my soul and it guides me home every single day home is love and with that I pass Thank you so much Linda D Ginger C., you're up, followed by Christina J. Go ahead, Ginger. Good morning, Amy. Thank you for your service. This is Ginger C., Recovered Compulsive Overeater. And I'm sort of stuck with that last uh, share. It was so beautiful. 
Thank mm-hmm. you so much for what you just brought to the line. Um, so these were revolutionary and drastic proposals, but the moment I fully accepted them, the effect was electric. There was a sense of victory followed by such a peace and serenity as I had never known. And this electric meaning is having or producing a sudden sense of thrilling excitement. And isn't that what happens when we get honest and we get clean and we get clear? This revolutionary and drastic proposal, you know, this entire abstinence that I think many overeaters, they never hear this message. And they go back to the food over and over because we have this allergy. Once I start, I don't stop. If a little is good, more is always better. And I'm priming the pump. I like the effect. And I get I get down dirty into the food. And so thank God. Thank God for this message because that's what happens. And it's so simple. It's not a burning bush. It's not anything exploding in the sky. It's just that I put the fork down and the food down in a way that I had never done before. And finally, that 20 years, that relapse door, that, that's all I knew, stopped. It stopped revolving. I came in and I sat all the way down and I followed the directions. I listened. You told me what to do. You said, if you want what those first 100 got, do what they did. And thank you, God, it's been five years and I haven't stopped. Because this electric feeling, this excitement to no longer be in the pain and the grip of a white-knuckled abstinence, that sucks. I wanted my days to end at 6 p.m. because I couldn't stand another second. I couldn't stop thinking about the food. And to find peace and serenity with food? Are you kidding me? I'm a food freak. And that's what happens. And it happened fast. And it's not even doing the 12 steps and going through the 164. It's putting the food down. That's where it happened fast. It was days after I put it down and I started getting clear. My mind was feeling better. But most importantly, the time and duration around those thoughts with food, they were diminishing. They were leaving. That's freedom. And with that, I passed. Thank you so much, Ginger C. Christina J., you're up, followed by Teresa P. Go ahead, Christina. Thank you, Amy. Thank you for your service. Thanks to everyone on the line. The shares have been incredible these last few weeks. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Um, Christina J. from the state of Washington recovered today. Uh, drastic proposals. You know, um, when I came in and I went through the book a few times, and each time I would have that pink cloud experience, oh, my God, the food's down. I'm neutral finally. I'm finally neutral. Yay. And then back down into the food. So what was going on? Um, the drastic, you know, going through the steps, to me, my my journey through the steps wasn't all that drastic. It was like learning a new way to live. I had a intense fourth step, and it was really hard and everything, but... It wasn't really drastic. My ninth steps were good. Um, it was, you know, there was fear and stuff, but the drastic proposal for me was this. Um, in the AA 12 and 12, it talks about uh, today's reading, as a matter of fact. We must have will to, go- to have God's power, and we must ask God for it. 
God's power is blocked off from us by our indifference to it. We can go along our own selfish ways without calling on God's help, and we, um, if we go along, we won't get the power we need. Okay, that's, that's a paraphrasing there. But no, I never got that power I needed because I didn't know I was still holding on to my way of doing things. I had no idea. And when I came to that realization a couple years ago, it was drastic. This was the drastic proposal that was waiting in the wings for me to surrender completely. I finally came to the truth of what I needed to surrender, which is my self-control, my self-will. Now, you think, oh, my God, well, that's what the program's all about. But I didn't know this last piece was all about my career and how I ran my life. So it took a couple more years for me to really slow by slow surrender it, and then I'm slowly learning this peace and serenity that this passage talks about. Um, I don't have utter confidence yet because that comes from God, and um, I I keep getting in the way, but this is a day-by-day process, spiritual progress, not perfection. Don't ever forget that word spiritual progress, not perfection. Just progress without perfection for me in the old days was, oh, okay, well, I can keep eating. It's it's progress. I'm Okay, well, today I had two absent meals and one not. Okay, well, that's progress. <laughs> well, not for me. That didn't work. Um, God comes to men most, uh, most men gradually, but his impact on me was sudden and profound. I have those sudden and profound moments, but they get interspersed with life again and me trying to get control and have fear and so I'm growing. I'm recovered and neutral around the food and neutral around food behaviors, but my spiritual path is going to be the rest of my life, I think. So um, I'm, I'm very grateful to all of you. I just, I still am pinching myself that I've been neutral around food for two and a half months now. I mean, this is a solid neutrality. I've never felt this way before. So, And I don't have the pink cloud, but I have a sense of peace around the food. So thank you for letting me share. I pass. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Christina J. Okay, Teresa P. followed by Audrey. Teresa, you're up. Hi, I'm Teresa P., uh, a grateful recovered compulsive overeater from California. And uh, this is, uh, you know, this profound uh, experience. And, you know, I've had the gradual experience. Um, but the profound part was, uh, uh, partially was, is that it, it really worked. And when I got into, and I got it over 25 years ago, and I get to remember that because that's the miracle. I mean, wow, you know, before I couldn't do anything about the food, and then I could. Well, I wasn't doing it. I didn't do it. God lifted it. But I had to do the footwork, and I didn't do it perfectly. But I did put the food down. That is one thing I didn't realize. If people would, you know, would come to me and, and just ask, well, no, not, I won't say people. I know I had uh, one person come in, well, you know, you got recovered. And, well, you know, because I had the weight loss and it, it wasn't just wasn't happening. And, and I didn't think anything of it because, you know, well, hey, this is why you get a program and this is what happens. But what I, I did hear uh, was, you know, I, I need to get a sponsor. Cause I've been another program. I got a sponsor and she said, you know, three meals a day, no chocolate, no sugar. And it was just like, oh, wow, you know, how can I do that? You know, I, I knew I had to give up the sugar, and but I didn't know how. How do you do that? I've been trying that for 40 years. And I got to do it one day at a time. And, uh, you know, and it's just by, um, by turning it over, did I, did I do it perfectly? No, but I was willing to do that. And I was willing to work the program as best I could. 
and and keep coming back and uh, and you know and God all I can say is God has blessed me. God blessed me with the miracle of uh, you know first hundred pounds was gone and you know and, and more got revealed and as and as more got revealed with me, I mean it was time to let go of more foods and you know and I just got to and I didn't do any of it happily let me tell you uh, all my foods went with claw marks. And whining and anger, and uh, I said, "Okay, God, you can have that one. You gotta have another one. Wow, why that?" And uh, and but I did let it go. I, I did give it to God. And with you know the the letting go of the of the allergic food came more awareness and the happiness. And I got the happiness. I got I got the promises. You know, it's just I had the happiness. It's just like wow. I'm happier, you know, and then I got to see more life, and it's like, oh, geez, this is like, you know, I got to take care of this now. This is terrible. But, you know, I didn't have to do it alone. I got to take God with me. I had a number of issues that were, you know, difficult and painful to deal with, and long-lasting, some of them lasted years, <laughs> and some of them were still with me. But I didn't have to do it alone. I got to do it with God, and that was my experience, and uh, I hear the little beat band. So today, I get to remember that God is always with me, and I get to hang on. Thank you for letting me share my past. Thank you, Teresa. Okay, Audrey, followed by Laura L. Audrey, could you go ahead? Hi, thanks. Thanks, everybody. My name is Audrey Ann, and I'm ringing from um, County Mead in Ireland. Um, thanks so much for everybody, and I'm so grateful for this. Um, these meetings. Um, I'm in OA roughly about four years, but only new to vision. And I suppose when I came back into the rooms a couple of months ago, um, I had I had heard people really sharing the message of the um, the acceptance around these, you know, rigorous plans and recovery. And I was just so adamant that I didn't need to do this. You know, I was okay just to, you know, attend a meeting and read the book. And after reaching out, um, after a, a meeting, um, I reached out to a person. I was full of resentments and full of, I suppose, my ego of having to, you know, really work a program. And I suppose I think of her as my Ebby when I, you know, when I do reconnect with her and, you know, her sharing of the vision. And since coming to vision, I'm understanding what it actually really means to surrender, you know, surrender everything, surrender my life to a power greater than me. Um, my life is just being, I'm able to live in between my meals. Um, my experience was quite gradual as I went through the steps, but the willingness really opened me to the program. I'm able to deal with life um, and I'm doing it in a more relaxed manner. And the honesty that I'm living um, is just, it's, it's, it's really astonishing how dishonest I was in the past with everything of life. Um, so I'm so grateful to be able to have the blessing of being calm and have serenity and peace in my life. It, you know, I can deal with my children. I can deal with my job. I'm, you know, I'm having this spiritual experience that enables me to live and to be able to be of service to people. So when I go to work, I'm the best worker that I can be for that day. When I'm being a parent, I'm being the best parent I can be. And being the best sponsor, best sponsor that I can be. And when things come up, 
I'm really looking at, you know, where where can I where can I work at this um and not blaming it on anybody else and getting back into my defects. Um God comes to most men gradually and this came to me gradually, but as I went through the steps, I just was blown away, you know, I was really blown away with how um I'm able to face life and I would be a person that would be full of fear and you know I never spoke out at meetings and I never shared because I always thought something I would share wouldn't you know make sense to anybody else and I made a thing that I would you know claim my see here you know I'm ringing in all the time and listening to the fantastic people that are on this this group and recovery and I'm abstinent probably you know 100 and maybe 20 30 days and I'm just so grateful that I can be here and share it and I'll leave it at that thanks for listening everybody thank you thank you Audrey Ann okay Carol Laura sorry Laura L is up and then we'll take some more uh people to share go ahead Laura hi I'm Laura L um a recover compulsive reader in Pennsylvania um thank you everyone for sharing I definitely um, when I read this paragraph, you know, revolutionary and drastic proposals, and they're referring to the paragraph before that idea of getting rid of selfishness and self-centeredness and turning everything over to God. Um, you know, for sure, when I came in here, I, you know, I thought OA meetings treated my my food addiction, and you know, for me, I thought I'll just do, you know, I'll just do the meetings. I'm not going to do the steps or God, you know, and and learning very the hard way that OA meetings do not treat it, you know, that the 12 steps will do that and treat that mental obsession that will continue to get me each time. Um, and I know that in order for me to recover from compulsive reading, I had to give up the two things that I love the most, which is food and self, you know, that self-centeredness. Um, and I know that compulsively overeating is a byproduct of selfishness. I just think about me when you're going to get out of my face, how fat I am, what a loser I am. I mean, it just goes on and on. Um, and I know that my eating is really congruent to self. It's really funny how I can, how I kind of relate this stuff. You know, my sponsor said, well, how many years did you eat? How many hours a day? How much money did you spend? That's how much self you have to get rid of. And, you know, I actually calculated this all out and it's just kind of, you know, hysterical to kind of see that. But when I came into OA and they said, you know, I mean, I was not a compulsive reader. I thought I was a dark artistic bulimic, you know, like I was not going to be a compulsive reader. And I, I shared this before, but I caught it from all of you. And that's where I caught compulsive reading because I could hear it in you. I could hear what you're sharing and see it in you, but I could not see it in myself. And the same thing with selfishness and self-centeredness. I thought too bad for all of you. And I'm sorry you got it so bad, but <laughs> I don't have that. I mean, that one I'm never admitting to. And I remember it took me about a year or two. I was cleaning my crock pot the one day after food prepping. I remember I caught it and I go, oh my God, I actually do have it, you know, and I remember calling people and telling them, oh my God, I have self-centeredness, you know, and they were just like, oh, I'm so happy for you. Um, but I do know, you know, for myself, you guys have helped me connect the dots. You know, I thought growing up as a child, I spent hours every day since I was seven years old as the fattest one in the class, thinking how fat I was, how disgusting, how awful. I want to die. I'm such a loser. I'm so disgusting. I mean, my whole life, I, every day I thought how bad of myself. And it wasn't until someone said to me, it's not that you think uh, too good of yourself. It's just you think too often of yourself. And I'm tied to myself with this rubber band and I cannot get free. And what I love and I hear, and I don't know so much in this program, but the second surrender, the first surrender was to food the second surrender is to life itself when eating is awful and not eating is awful you know and I'm capable of some destruction and abstinence and that's what the, you know these steps will, will will do for me um I do know it's just like food you know I don't want to do it 
I don't plan on doing it, and I don't even know why I'm eating again. And the same thing with selfishness. When I have a little bit of it, I want to have more. It's like I have an, an allergic reaction to it. Now I'm being self-pity. Now I'm you know, being judgmental, and it just goes on and on from there. Um, and I have a mental obsession with myself. And someone's told me that selfishness is, you know, I want it all for me. Self-centeredness is it's all about me, and self-seeking is what's in it for me. And so I know that this program and the steps have really given me a way out of me and there's there's nothing that I could do to reduce me so thank you Laura okay just to remind everyone we are on page 14 the second paragraph focusing on that one paragraph only who would like to share what was read Leah S Darian K Darian uh, Deb, 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 yeah, let's try that. I hope we can get to everybody. Leah F., Darian K., Deb F., Vinny T., Janet E., Susan O. Okay, go ahead, Leah. Leah, are you there? Star one, Leah Oh, gosh, I was talking to myself. There you are. <laughs> Good morning, everyone. Thank you for hearing my voice. Okay. <laughs> Grateful in Brooklyn. Um, uh, Oh, my goodness. Okay. I felt lifted up as though the great clean wind of a mountain blew through and through. Now, very descriptive and very accurate. And so many beautiful shares and definitions. Just want to bring them down to reality. The day that I did not eat more than what I was supposed to. It was a kind of uh, sad but um, uplifting feeling. The day that I did something different and did not get angry about it, it was such a kind of different, uplifting, yet sad feeling. It was a reality that hit me so profoundly and still does when I see the truth and it's not the way I thought it was going to be. It's the way God will want it to be. And with that, I will pass. Thank you. Thank you so much, Leah S. Darian K. followed by Deb F. Go ahead, Darian. Good morning. This is Darian K. I'm in the Berkshires in Massachusetts, recovered um, compulsive overeater. Um, well, this paragraph just to me spells out hope um, and uh, miracles, really. Um, yeah, just miracles. Um, because, um, <clears throat> you know, it's, uh, yeah, an acceptance. Like I see the word fully accepted them. So, yeah, I, I don't know. It's just, it's pretty awesome um, that Bill was willing to share this, you know, gut level um, uh, transformation with us, you know, and he just has a beautiful way with words. Um, And so I feel that, you know, I feel that way. I don't, 
it's I definitely didn't have like you know the sort of white light experience, but um, you know I remember being home by myself one day um, and measuring my food, and, and I made a phone call to somebody, and I said, you know, I'm here all by myself. I could be eating anything I want to, or I could measure my food incorrectly, or I could do, you know, I don't have, you know, I don't have to necessarily be honest. Nobody's watching me. And, you know, and that was sort of the, the lies of omission. That was what I was pretty big on. Um, and, you know, the person said to me, that's the way it works, you know, and you've got God by your side, so you're really not alone. And, um, you know, uh, it's it was just like, wow, wow, this program really works. Thank you, God. Um, and um, yeah, it's. I do feel like I have almost a sense of, of victory um, and peace and serenity most days when I allow it to come in. <laughs> um, you know, and and just to you know be a part of this beautiful program um, with all these wonderful people. And I know if I'm feeling you know, somewhat shaky or I feel, you know, sort of off the beam. Um, really all it takes is to make a phone call, um, you know, to a member or to, you know, get a newcomer phone number and I'm right back on the beam because I'm remembering where I came from and I'm remembering how grateful I am. <clears throat> and, um, you know, that to me is such a wonderful formula of bringing me back to the peace and serenity uh, that I never knew. Um, so I am so grateful and thank you all of you for being out there um, on a daily basis, helping me and helping others so graciously. And I pass. Thank you. Thank you so much, Darian. Okay, so we have Deb F. followed by Vinny T. Go ahead, Deb. Um, thanks. I'm Deb S., uh, recovered compulsive overeater, and I live in Michigan. So I just I've been really enjoying these meetings this um, past. While and studying the big book this way with these paragraphs and building on yesterday's to what we're reading today, um, I really do love it. And what's happening is that I find myself more interested in picking up the big book and reading it at other times or in my meditation each day and just maybe reading another part of it. And today I happen to read a different story, but you know, and then I was reading some prayers in the big book. So this uh, this discipline of studying a paragraph like this a day and listening to everyone, even if I can't be on the meeting the entire time, sometimes I can't uh, or I don't. But it's been it's a it's really wonderful for my program and it's getting me. I've been abstinent for a long, long time, a lot of years in recovery, and that's such huge gift. I'm working on some things around um, some amends and some two different fifth steps I've done lately. And what I was looking at meant a lot to me. All of this paragraph means a lot to me. But it was interesting because like when he says, um, or this person says, God comes to most gradually, but his impact on me was sudden and profound. And it just reminds me that that's true for me and it has been true for me, but it's one day at a time because it's a weirdly weird thing that even though I have had several times where God has an impact on me that's sudden and profound, that that relationship doesn't last. I mean, it, it does because my higher power is so 
critical and important to everything in my life, and I'm working to rely and trust God throughout the day more each day. But the sudden and profound, no matter how amazing and wonderful it is, it and it is. This program for me continues to be that every day I have to do these things because I'm that, you know, everybody says I'm a slow, what is it, slow forgetter or fast forgetter, slow learner or something like that. And and that I'm glad to know that really is true for others too because that has happened for me. I can be a fast forgetter and get down on my own, you know, my own spin of the day or whatever I'm doing that day and, and forgetting to rely on God and then that, sudden and profound wonderful impact it's like well where is it where is it well it's it's there but for me it's every day maintaining it anyway uh, thanks for letting me share i'm enjoying everybody's um shares this morning thanks thanks so much Vinny t you're up followed by janet b go ahead Vinny. am i being heard i can hear you Vinny. please go ahead this is Vinny t recovered in north carolina um you know, thank you for hearing me and, and for your service, uh, all of the, all of you on Vision. Um, I have no name for my higher power. Um, I was raised as an atheist, and I, you know, as an adult, I, I kind of drifted into agnosticism because I, I did know that I didn't know anything, and um, and I was curious all my life about what other people got from having God. Um, I, I had no clue. So when I came into OA, um, you know, I spent years in meetings, you know, investigating, asking, you know, pleading, you know, for to, you know, for for understanding. Um, and you know, finally, I I did, you know, uh, buckle down and, and get a sponsor and do the steps from from all of the you know wonderful uh, hope that I got in in vision meetings. And then one day. Um, uh, oh, and I think, you know, Larry Kay will probably remember me, you know, <laughs> he was one of the people that I pleaded to. Um, and anyway, one day, something just came over me as I was sitting alone on my porch. And, it, you know, it, it was kind of like a, it should have been a sort of scary experience, but it wasn't. Um, I just felt like I was being held and I was being introduced to myself as whatever this was made me, saw me. And I, I felt love, love for me. And then I loved everything, which is one of my names for, for God, love, faith, nature, protection, joy, and now connection. Um, it, to me, connection is a miracle. Um, it it just it just is. God is, and God is everything, and especially God is love. Thank you. I pass. Thank you so much, Vinny T. All right, so we have Janet E and Susan O. And I've got five minutes, so if you guys could split it up, two and a half, two and a half, I can get you both in. Go ahead, uh, Janet. Janet, press star one. Hey, this is this is Shanna C. I did say my name. I'm not sure if maybe I got mixed up with Janet B. 
Oh, okay. Well, then just go ahead, Shannon. All right. Uh, thanks so much, everybody. Thanks for chairing the meeting. Um, so many great shares. Um, man, oh, man. Uh, I just I keep thinking about how, how much of a miracle um, this this program is and what God has done. Um, I can't. There's no way I could stay abstinent for over a year like I have been. I've never tried. I mean, I'm just I'm I'm so grateful because um, it really has. Um, I'm I'm really starting to see this is so. This is about the food, but it's not about the food. It's about the miracle that has taken place in my life as a result of food and my compulsive eating beating me into a state of utter reasonableness um had tried uh you know oa before and food plan no food plan you know intuitive eating the steps the hey whatever whatever and i didn't realize at the time that i I, you know i had ideas i had ideas and i had a self-will but at the same time i kept seeking and then gradually slowly i got to the point where i was just like oh my god i really am a compulsive eater i do have this thing despite the fact that I don't want to be, you know, um, member of another fellowship and thought I had it together. And I hear a lot of people say, you know, my credits don't transfer well. And that's been my experience as well. <laughs> um, but anyway, um, once I accepted the fact that I am a compulsive eater, I had no power to manage that decision to not pick up that first bite. You know, I don't have no power over that thought that comes that says it's a good idea. You can control it this time. Um, it was like, you know what? help God and uh, reached out to a vision uh, sponsor. And I don't know why it worked this time, but I'm so glad it did and uh, took me through the steps. But uh, that was sudden and uh, revolutionary, and I haven't found it necessary to take another compulsive bite since. It's a miracle for my life, and I can't help but be so utterly grateful to you guys for being here, um, for God and these steps, and oh my God, his utter patience with me. Um, every day and uh, that this way of life really is it works um, connection with God through the steps the the safety that is provided through God's grace in these steps that I can be honest about what's going on confession of those shortcomings and being willing to um, change my mind about a lot of things and, and do things differently in, in God's power not relying on myself I don't have to rely on myself anymore Thank you, God. All right. That's all I got. Thanks, everyone. Have a wonderful day. Thank you so much, Shannon. Uh, Susan O, you'd like to take us out? we got about a minute and a half. Good morning. This is Suzanne O. Do you hear me? I hear you. Great. So I'm a compulsive overeater in Southern Illinois. And um, don't worry, I'm not going to get political, but my husband is running for office in a large geographical area and um, has been the victim of negativity from his opponent. But because of OA and my higher power and working the steps and the vision for you, I have had peace and serenity through this whole time um, that I never thought I would have. And I just wanted to express my gratitude for all of those things, um, for all these people who get on here every day and share and are vulnerable and are real and are encouraging um, because this has made a huge difference in my life, not just with my overeating and my physical health, but with my emotional well-being. And I think if I hadn't gotten involved in OA back in July, I would not be um, as calm and serene as I am right now. And of course, I have a lot of nervous excitement, but it's peaceful. And I just wanted to say um, uh, another 
gratitude to everybody um, for everything that they do in your service and uh, have a good day. And with that, I pass. Thank you so much, Suzanne O. And on note, I'd like to thank everyone who shared. Please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following closing. The share ID for today, Tuesday, November 3rd, 2020, is 15,694. That's 15694. We will now close with a reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. Uh, Nancy P., could you please take us out? Yes, I can. Uh, Nancy P., uh, recovered from West Newton, Massachusetts. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of, you, some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.